Amber. What's up? Spring equinox. It's here. So the earth is experiencing a new year. Is that what it is? Is that what that means? The equinox? Yeah. The bad bitches hopping it out of it? You know. Just, <laughs> if you're a real one, you you, you celebrate two New Year's. Hey, know? man. Why not? I Don't mean, the, I mean, fuck this The trees this. are new. True. Um, The temperatures are warmer. Rain is happening. Like, life is happening before our eyes. Why not this <laughs> be the Why rise Jesus. of the sun? It makes sense to me. I just want D.C. to decide between 32-degree weather and fucking 75-degree weather so I can know whether or not I can flex in, like, a light jacket all week, plan accordingly, (laughs) or, you know, pull out the sweaters, bitch. You know, well, you tell some folks down here in in where you stay in, in in the district, to believe in some global warming, (laughs) and maybe you can get a little closer to what's possible. I don't know. I don't even want to talk about these white fucks this week, Jesus. (laughs) I just want to focus on the ups and downs of the Atlanta orgy. That's what I I need, because we need to have more conversation about the fact that my niggas at the CDC saw fit enough to, to, to supply homies down there in Atlanta that deserves I was on a quest to get them some kind of condoms because as dope as the leader was of that she did have some fucked up views around how (laughs) STIs are transmitted and I assure you all but that can be corrected that can be corrected Uh, because the the track that she was taking was along the lines of good vibes only (laughs) bad vibes be quiet and then you won't get HIV and that's just not true All I'm going to say is sexually transmitted diseases are transmitted sexually. Mm -hmm. And if you want to protect against that, you do have to use some precautions. And be very clear that one, this is an expensive thing to have in your life that changes your life in very peculiar ways because this society still hasn't grappled with the fact that this is a very real thing out here. It's why a lot of black folks are dying in multiple ways, not just from the disease itself, but from the stigma associated with it. So much stigma is associated with HIV and AIDS. Black people just die in silence. Right. And the real, the real culprit here is not HIV and AIDS. It's the stigma that we have around being honest and open around our sex, which is why I was happy to see a conversation about orgies Mm -hmm. because people, there are ways to participate in orgies and protect yourself and have a good time. Have a damn good time. But we'll get there as we normally say. (laughs) This is Amber J. Phillips, the high priestess of Black Joy. And this is Jazz, the king of the south. And you are listening to the Black Joy Mixtape. Hey, what it do?
shit that they be talking if you think I'm we back. It is the last week of March. Oh, the second no, to last week of the March. The second to last. We still got time. Uh, I'm so excited for April that, I mean, we'll, we might as well start, start with some of those announcements up front, right? No, make them wait. <laughs> keep listening. Well, keep listening. There's some <laughs> stuff for y'all to come to and meet Juicy. each other. <laughs> I've watched a lot of videos from the person who coordinated the Atlanta orgy. Now we're at the part of the week where everyone thinks is a scam, and I think that's TBD. Sydney Total Liberation Green. Her Instagram is popping. The organizer founder of the ATL orgy. Amen. Is a lit person who is half scam artist, half visionary. <laughs> Because the reason why there are mixed reviews around whether or not the ATL orgy happened is because 27 (laughs) fake niggas didn't get the right address. Because they were vetted (laughs) long before they boarded anybody's plane. (laughs) Y'all can't come. We're going to give y'all the second location, bitch. (laughs) Y'all was saying some. Oh, you gonna sit there and call everybody hoes, but then buy a ticket and then Great. <laughs> all I have to do is search your name, and <laughs> I can find you in two clicks or less. Yes, easily. You not coming to my orgy? No, no, no. So you paid me, but I wasn't gonna deny your money. So, because uh, I'm a black woman, I am a black woman. This is all allegedly again because we don't want to get sued. Don't want to get sued, but, but this, this is, is what we think happened. If I was a half scammer, half visionary, this is how I would play this. Because, <laughs> you know, I feel like seeing Total Liberation Green, you know, I see some Kendrick spirits there. I really think she would fit right the <laughs> in, in the crew because let me tell you, when I watched the interview with Homegirl and she had on dick earrings... <laughs> And she's singing into dicks on Instagram. And she's singing into dicks on I'm like, okay, so at the very least, I understand that you don't give a fuck. Yeah. And that is my type of woman, I must say. You can totally hang out. You know, all we got to do is talk about, you know, adding a little sprinkle, a little more safe sex in there into this place. Girl, because yes. We we can cook. We can cook. Because you don't want to be smelling that dicky, I must say. (laughs) Because smelling dicky comes because with consequences. Because do we actually know how dick smell? Because we always get caught up in how <laughs> women should and shouldn't be smelling. We should like, make up some shit around I have, I have followers that don't know that dicks get ashy. So, like, <laughs> I'm just like, we don't know enough about... Because I think when she said, I like to smell a little dicky, I was like, whoa... What is the what is the line of cute dicky and like oh that nigga don't wash his balls like I just I just want to make sure my homie is you know making sure that cleanliness right with these niggas because they they if you smell like old pennies and popcorn <laughs> and versus like musk and like you, you know you literally have told me stories about black women who've advised other black women to put a cap full of bleach into their bleach so I know small me- little black women like new black women they're telling the babies to put bleach in the bath water y'all that's but, fucked up but these niggas don't know let me just put a pap of lotion on this before I put, the, put the flash on this thing <laughs> <laughs> like y'all don't even know how to do that so I just want to talk 
to Sydney Total Liberation Green just so we can get like a, <laughs> a, a baseline and you know we can continue Ooh. this message we can make it rock you know we just gotta do more than feel the vibes before the vibe feel the vibes on condom use it's black women who uh, who are living with HIV and AIDS that did not contract the virus because you know they had a bad attitude that day that's just not true because the vibes was right yeah no that's not true and that actually is kind of disrespectful as fuck but we can also talk about consenting to not use condoms right as which happens it should happen and should happen in the context of a lot of conversation as well as being tested with your partner but given the fact that people are running from quote-unquote real relationships every tinder profile i see (sighs) niggas is steadily talking about how they're not looking for a relationship but want to have fun <laughs> so you just so want- I just read that as I just don't want to be accountable. Like I want to do all the relationship stuff, but if I decide to stop texting you on Thursday, if I you know just do you bad, you know I'm not accountable. I that, told you. I told you I wasn't looking for shit but a sandwich. <laughs> Because that's all that means. But honestly, even your friends with benefits, you should still be having conversations about being tested as well as what are your boundaries around sex and sexual intercourse and sexual activities, intimacy, et cetera, et cetera. Because just having fun could not be fun if people cross your boundaries. Amen. And I love a boundary. It makes for good times. It does. Um, And also, speaking of sexual pleasure, I also love this Instagram and website called Afro Sexology. Oh, yeah. It is first off lit mm-hmm. they always have a bunch of pictures of like different types of bodies and black people touching like it's great but also on their website they have all these resources about like conversations that you can have with your partner that make your sex even better and i think those kind of conversations are just so fun to have when you got like a blueprint to go in and finesse it mm. lots of people think that that is like um weird or takes away from the fun but we all don't want to be like feeling around in the dark, you know. I know who, exactly who is what's working in the me. dark, girl. Never mind. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Some people ain't there yet. Some people ain't trying to see, see the magic happen. For me personally, I got purple lighting in my shit. I'm just <laughs> saying. How could you say that they live their life wrong if you ain't never <laughs> fucked? With, with the, the lights, lights on. <laughs> Word to Kanye pre-sunken place. <laughs> <laughs> this is like a week, uh, two weeks off, and this is how we come through the great but, gate. But, uh, excellent. Because it's spring equinox, <laughs> motherfuckers. It's spring equinox, and I got some experiences out here in these streets during our two weeks off. And I got a story to tell y'all. I don't know if I if I can tell y'all yet. <laughs> But please know this is a sub to this tender fuck boy (laughs) that had the nerve. I'm scaring all of mine away, girl. They're like, you you seem like you might hold my ass accountable, so... No, thank you. People think, people think, now, I know a while back, back on old Tatasha Nutella, we talked about how we have requirements for sex, Absolutely. This fool thought he could take somebody out for drinks and (laughs) waste all this time. Jasmine, when you told me about the date part of the front of this, I'm (sighs) like, no, ma'am. You, sir, have to go. 
until dating advice on like news platforms gets this <laughs> real, I refuse to read any of it anymore. Do you think the only thing black women are dealing with is like black men who like just have an attachment to their mother, like Steve Harvey? Like, do you think the only thing I'm dealing with is being an alpha woman? No. There's so much in between that about how you all don't know how to care for your private parts. You <laughs> you literally are so... so You're like, terrorist. So that is a real thing and really resonates with me when I hear about trans women being murdered because I know that these interactions are happening in cis communities mm. day in and day out and I have plenty of story that I am so grateful that I could see the day to walk away from because I know a lot of my sisters trans cis alike ain't been so lucky. And in addition to that, we are literally in sexual relationships where we're afraid to ask people to put on condoms. We're afraid to tell people when they're not doing it right. Like all these things. So life is so hard being a black woman. The patriarchy is just rampant. And if we gonna continue to uphold, and I know I'm jumping the gun, but if Tommy Loren and Kellyanne Conway understand it for how, oh, but you can be conservative, but be pro-choice. Girl, we we have lost. We'll get there. (laughs) We wanted to start out, though, going back to Atlanta Orgy to shout out. So we're going to shout out Daryl Richards, who... Did their job around the Atlanta orgy, which was one of the things I was really pushing for. I'm like, this is definitely an organizing opportunity because let's not act like that this is the only orgy that is happening in Atlanta and across the globe. People are having sex, y'all. Newsflash. Anyway, shout out to Daryl Richards, who is a STD slash HIV prevention program coordinator for the decap county health department in georgia they sent a bunch of um condoms and lube to the atlanta dental dams had it covered hiv testing cards because that's what it's okay to talk about all those things and getting in that rubbing one out at the same time, because that's how you take care of your poom poom. You do safe sex is the best sex. It's really fun. And if people is coming across the world, Craig, for the leading trending topic on Black Twitter and abroad, we get turned up. Make sure that over three thousand condoms, amen, lubes, etc., make it to the function. Right, and also. Fuck y'all who was on Twitter acting like y'all ain't had sex before. Just stigmatizing black people, exploring their sexuality. Get a life. Y'all would have been in a room with the 27 dry ass niggas playing. (laughs) (laughs) That PS. Oh, you got gifs? Oh, great. (laughs) That room is over there. They're playing (laughs) classical music. You go ahead and enjoy that with your stale ass. They over there playing Connect Four. (laughs) We have connected four genitals. Right. We're going to be adults, but since you are sexually repressed, you go over there and play with those motherfuckers. (laughs) Anywho, it's that time. White people have no self-control. My God, they still have. It's March and they still fucking up. Goddamn, goddamn. All right. So we were distracted by this FBI investigation to a tweet. 
Like I said, Maxine Waters, <laughs> Maxine Waters has told us everything we need to know about the FBI. And what's that, Amber? She said they have zero credibility. No credibility. No credibility. So why is the FBI investigating themselves? <laughs> Flag number one. And y'all over here, did y'all forget? You know what it was? <laughs> Black Joy Mixtape went on a break and y'all forgot to look alive. Why? We gave y'all two weeks. Why? <laughs> Would you trust the motherfuckers acting up to investigate themselves? Do not implaud that. Okay? But feel good about the fact that this this person, this FBI director that said, yeah, those tweets are unfounded. Nigga, duh. We all knew that. Even though It was Trump a tweet at 6 a.m. How did this... What? I know this was a larger hearing about something else, but the exactly. fact that the Republicans led the questioning to just center a tweet or two is absurd and lets me know that all this mess is smoking mirrors. Yep. Y'all are literally distracting us because the real I didn't when I saw the wiretap tacked onto the end of that, no bitch, we're here to investigate our ties to Russia and how they took this goddamn election. I want to know how the magic trick was performed. Show me the evidence. He couldn't even talk about that investigation because it's open. So literally because he But we figured out the tweet shit, y'all. Just <laughs> so we, you know. But we figured out the case tweet closed, shit. it's not cold no more. We did that. Shout out to us. But I just want to say the quote unquote liberal media, if we gonna call it that, <laughs> literally didn't do his job either. Cause y'all got the homie Rachel Maddow excited Bro. about some 12 year old two pieces of paper. 2005 bitch. <laughs> But these are important documents. She laid out the plan. Like, they doing the investigation. We need to be advocating for the independent investigation with Maxine Waters. How are we going to let the FBI, an agency that is accountable to the leader of the free world? Like, what? Why are you pulling these tax returns from when Beyonce was a part of a group? (laughs) Like, you think shit ain't changed since then? You think this nigga ain't got new sources of revenue and income? That was before Hurricane Katrina, Beyonce the visual album, and the HBO movie. 2005, solidly. Destiny's Child just freshly became three members. <laughs> they had talking, just went through a transformation. Talking about put on a happy face we and use a nasty Come girl. on! <laughs> We wouldn't be a feminist Beyonce yet. Beyonce would never sing Nasty Girl. Beyonce, I would be surprised if Beyonce acknowledged Nasty Girl's existence. (laughs) I think about that every time I listen to that slut shaming ass song. Thank God for the come up. Meanwhile, Beyonce is walking around in whole ass one piece bathing suit. Trashy and and classy. She naked with sparkles. (laughs) She climbing chair objects and riding it as a shadow. But she got a whole ass song in her catalog. About a nasty girl. There's literally an acapella breakdown. Nasty put your clothes on. Meanwhile, Kelly Rowland came out with motivation. You got my fucking partition. Just being 20 and dumb. Bitch, they was like at least 15 years old. 
not knowing what it was to eight girls. Years. I can do the math. They were about 22, 23. That's just. before everybody had lost their virginity for real, for real. Before Solange revealed, you know what? <laughs> I'm pregnant, y'all. <laughs> I'm a full ass kid and I'm having a baby. I that was feel, probably the year before. I bet you any amount of money Solange cussed out everybody <laughs> over that nasty girl song. <laughs> Oh, bitch, what? Put some clothes on. As you see, Black Joy Mixtape has missed y'all and don't really care about white people have no self-control. God damn it. So I funny. forgot we was even talking about now. So. My bad. What happened now? <laughs> I then went into a whole Destiny's Child revival, reloaded, and you right there, bitch, you supposed to be leading this. <laughs> Next. Like I was saying, so the FBI cannot be trusted. Maxine Waterson gave y'all the talking boys zero credibility. And get ready like, for the impeachment. Y'all, we sound like we in here sounding like niggas with foil and antennas on their head, conspiracy theories. <laughs> but we are literally reading the headlines. So before any of this unfolded, the week while we was on hiatus. Nine literally came out with an executive order to start investigating what agencies were and weren't doing their job enough to maintain funding. He has proposed a budget. He then went on to propose a budget, which the House now has, in which he's proposing to cut 62 agencies, of which include (laughs) 62. We are talking about cutting arts. We talking cutting. Because that was a heavy lift and expensive as fuck. Electricity assistance to low income people, wildlife, like all these agencies we've been talking about. And that is also, if it's no surprise, some of these agencies are on the list of vacancies, the 500 plus vacancies that we keep like telling y'all we told about. y'all have not been filled. And a small. But y'all mad at Ben Carson, goddamn. <laughs> the government is getting smaller, like they promised us for eight years. Is that what you're saying? And while also, so the arts, for instance, like the the foundations that give to the arts. Donald Trump don't like Sesame Street, y'all. That's why Sesame Street. You got to get a premium <laughs> HBO subscription. <laughs> To watch kids be represented in a way that actually reflects their real life. Why why your mama got to get somebody password so her child can watch (laughs) damn Sesame Street for HBO Go so they can learn how to count to 10. Okay. So now, so the budget is $300 million for the arts, for instance. Neil deGrasse pointed this out. My Y'all, nigga. let us remember that as your president and I cuts these agencies, he has no problem spending $11 million a month to go to his property back and forth Personal in Florida. Expenses, my niggas. Now, mind you, he got a whole family in New York City. I ain't seen the damn president with his son since I don't know when. He ain't said, let me go to Trump Tower in New York City to see how my family Listen, doing. Listen, he's a working dad. <laughs> 
You can't have it all, Jasmine. But let's do the math on that 11 million. That's for one month. Who's to say that this won't fluctuate? But if we are to do projections on one <laughs> month. I, I would grant, I would believe that he probably gets more expensive in the summer because my life gets more, more expensive. Because I, I was just thinking about today how I got to spend all this money on pedicures. Bitch! <laughs> I mean... <laughs> That's another fifty dollars to the budget per month. <laughs> Petty many cause they got a match. And you wonder why I got requests for your ass before you could oh, they getting more expensive in the summer, my request. My whole lifestyle. I, you know how much additional coconut oil I have to buy in the summer? So much more, cause I have to be slathered. Slathered. Supple. <laughs> Suppleness has a cost. And I gotta catch my midriff. I I mean I was getting all of it anyway, but just you know, you gotta reapply in the summer. Goddamn, fashion to figure no the spring is coming in. Got all the sales. All the sales. <laughs> <laughs> you know, fat bitches allowed to wear bikinis now. I got shit to do. I got shit to do. I got hair to remove. I Girl. got, you know, nails to paint. Film <laughs> hard, film harder. Shout out to all the films. <laughs> you bitches is holding it down. We see y'all. Y'all work great. <laughs> Y'all look great. Y'all, I know y'all buying them block heels. Thank God for them block heels. Lord. That's in fashion. <laughs> a bitch is going to look good. I'm wearing <laughs> Jordans all summer. God damn it. I'm tired. I'm wearing both. <laughs> I pray. I hope. Anyway, so that is your reminder that your nine is out of control. Maxine Waters is the truth and the light. <laughs> bro this North Korean China shit is escalating it's escalating Rex Tillerson is literally in the fucking press conference on some on some toddler shit like yo I can't look at China for another <laughs> another eight years I mean we gonna try but we, I don't think we can live in the same bitch we live what? in the world the whole world the we globe. can coexist we can coexist but that's the thing about superpowers. So they are talking about China in relation to America and China being superpowers. And you know, it can't be two for too long. This basically. nigga out here like Rick Ross, like, <laughs> rather you than me, bitch. Who gonna blow first? And China. North Korea is like, oh, China, you, you said, okay, well, let's get this started. <laughs> <laughs> we testing, you testing, bitch. And China's like, if you break another, if you cross that water one more time, I swear to God. If y'all come over here. And America's like, what, baby? Like, North Korea acting up, don't you see? And like, I'm just like, why ain't nobody called Dennis Rodman to see if he can talk to his friend real quick? Two wrongs don't make a right, but it make a difference. Whoever shoot first, <laughs> Right. This this war, you know they done dialed on why we wasn't looking. They can enlist uh women now. What's it called? Maybe we might want Russia's help. No! <laughs> Russia is try Russia is in cahoots with China. This is, this is um, you gotta keep up, girl. This is so Russia is controlled. Who is the shorts and who is the talls? <laughs> Basically, Russia's interest is to tip. So that's the. This is when it gets into conspiracy, right? Like, <laughs> is it a conspiracy? Right, but this is the whole thing around Trump being a the puppet is because like literally Russia is creating the conditions upon which to incite this next world war. Like, and it's all based on this person being so volatile, being nine. 
that he's the one that's going to tip all this respectability shit. Like, people have been playing nice this whole time. Superpowers. Russia been denying they, they people food and water so they can save up and for this internet, moment. Right. <laughs> for this moment like, right here. I don't here. even want you motherfuckers <laughs> to know what's going on on Twitter, goddamn. Because they cost our money. Time. And literally those same conditions are being created in America in real time as we cut the the very industry and things that make us human. The things we need to sustain our lives. And are are vulnerable, like Meals on Wheels. Yes. Like electricity, electricity, (laughs) clean water. And you know what? You're so right, Jasmine. That's why they want our asses to enlist. They're trying to get women to enlist. This ain't no conspiracy theory, bitch. I'm connecting the dots. And if you think Amber Phillips is going, I'm telling y'all right now, as it stands, I didn't see, I didn't took notes about what Muhammad Ali was doing. I'm not going down with the shit. I got flat feet and I'm fat and I got hypertension. Y'all like Gabby, 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 right to the baby. You know what? If you know what we know, look alive, bitch. Get the rest of your stomach back. Because they trying to recruit motherfuckers, okay? Get the rest of your stomach back. I'm going to the damn uh, enlistment <laughs> site just in a full ass heel, <laughs> not giving a fuck. Y'all want me to do what? Y'all I'm know not running, well. bitch. Y'all, y'all know I ain't gonna make this. Nah. <laughs> now nah, come on, y'all. Come on. Come on. Stop it. Oh, that's right. Yeah. No, I'm not doing it. <laughs> I ain't never been so happy to be plus size in my life. (laughs) (laughs) Next. (laughs) I'm over everybody. Bring it. I'm chopping it down because you know what? Now they're trying to get women in the draft. Before that, it was the fight for women to be in combat. Uh-huh. Before that, don't ask, don't tell. They didn't reverse that shit. You can be trans, gay, what this have you. This is about strengthening gonna, this military. Boom! They're either going to lock our asses up in jails or they're going to put us in the fucking armed forces. I might sound crazy, but I'm just literally reading to you the headlines the that headlines. I know for sure. And instead of us having conversations around, you know, well, how do we stop this in real ways? We are allowing our media, who is also owned by a lot of these elites who are in favor of these very awful policies, keep running these headlines that mean absolutely nothing to our lives and well-being for our future. And my, my point around that is I was watching the interview with Ava DuVernay and Oprah about mass incarceration. I've brought this up a couple of times. Where Ava is like, based on the interviews that she did with prison abolitionists, that we need to be breaking these systems down. They need to be torn down and start, and we need to start mm-hmm. over. It literally does us no good to reform the military no. to get more people who are vulnerable in it. Because the issue isn't to put women on the front lines. Let's get rid of the fucking military. We know it eats up a lot of our budget. It's taking away funding from actually supporting and taking care of our people and then you got our world leaders who are literally in press conferences treating it as if it's a fucking reunion special talking about you know i just really can't stand this country and i don't think we can coexist for much longer imperialism costs a lot of money and this is the same person rex tillerson has deep ties to oil yep what we tell y'all about the oil damn it <laughs> I know Dave Chappelle's out here fucking up, but the nigga was low key telling the truth. 
We have started many awards for less. And you telling me the oil nigga is telling China, you know, we can't be friends? Come on, y'all. The same China that's buying up all their land in Africa, that one? Yes. Taking up all the resources on a whole ass, big ass continent. That's the birth of this civilization. Look alive. That's all I'm going to (laughs) say. I just want to be clear. Let's end it with white women and what they doing wrong. Uh, Because they, these... It's your world, fresh. You you lost your election. <laughs> you lost your election. So now somehow y'all are the answer to the resistance. No, you all aren't. You're you because aren't. you have literally participated in our oppression since the beginning. So that's why when Tommy Lauren and Kellyanne Conway her ass reveal that they are actually pro-choice, and? my response is and. That's in y'all's nature. So was Margaret Sanger. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Whoa. Stop playing like Margaret Sanger. So let's be clear, right? I support Planned Parenthood. I am pro-choice. Reproductive Reproductive justice justice is what got us here. It's got me here. (laughs) We fully believe in your right to parent a child, not parent a child, and to raise any child you decide to have in in safe and healthy environment. Healthy environment. Let's start there. Just be clear. And Margaret Sanger, the person who pioneered birth control in this country, used eugenics to make sure we had it. So... By all accounts, Margaret Sanger was Mm pro-choice. So when I see a conservative woman who calls organizations like Black Lives Matter terrorist groups, like I don't really get shocked that they can believe in people having the right to control their bodies because they want to control their bodies. Even before they want to make sure that their rights are intact. They want to make sure they have Everything Absolutely. that they were promised by whiteness. And even but before the election, no. they were Planned Parenthood has very high approval ratings high. across the country. Mm-hmm. However, 53%. 53% of y'all still chose the Republican candidate who promised to delete all of these. Things. One in three women have abortions in their lifetime. Period. So again, I say, how am I supposed to be impressed? By these folks, and they don't even value the lives of people who are of color. Mm-hmm. They haven't shown any record of that whatsoever. So, no, they are not pro choice. They are only pro choice in name because they believe that they are the only ones who, are, who should be allowed to make choices because they are quote unquote wealthy enough and quote unquote smart enough because they are white choose what happens to their bodies because if that weren't the case then we as soon as Roe v. Wade was determined we would have had a very strong cohesive fight against the Hyde Amendment sterilization that, or sterilization but that literally never happened never. and what the Hyde Amendment says is yes all women you do have the right to access abortion care however you women who are getting your health insurance funded through the government whether you're in the army whether you're in the army whether you're on Medicaid Medicare, whatever. Government funding, which is another tactic they're using. If you get government funding for your health care. Now the marketplace. Come on. 
you do not have access to an abortion. Your insurance will not pay for it. It prevents the government from funding people's abortions, even if they are insured through government funding. Thereby creating a barrier to abortion, which was literally why Representative Hyde proposed it. Yes. It was meant to slowly unravel the gains of Roe v. Wade. And it made sure that low-income women and women of color are not able to access the full extent of their constitutional right to access an abortion. legal abortion that was guaranteed by Roe v. Wade. And again, that leads us to say once again, when they start talking about denying the rights of low-income people of color, understand that the book will not stop. Mm-hmm. They're not going to just say, oh, we just want to prevent these poor niggas from getting abortion. When all accounts of history lets me know that they're not supporting the livelihoods of black people in this country to begin with. Mm-hmm. So that video we watched the sister soldier on Phil Donahue mm-hmm. when they were talking about race. She said, if, if this were an issue you all cared about, where's the mass movement around it? Even the women's march, it wasn't a mass. You all literally had to be coerced y'all into taking up other issues. Y'all can't say black lives matter. Can't do it. Couldn't get yourselves out of bed to any of those marches. <laughs> and, 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 and for you, hotel, 13% us that's destroying the black community. Do not take me out of context at all ever because i can talk about white supremacy and population control while also saying that black women black people black queer folks wherever you fall deserve the right to own and control their bodies right because i am a nuanced human being and both happen at the same time because black women have literally been doing it this whole goddamn time my god from the moment they you force their asses on the boat Mm-hmm. When my people decided, you know what, this seems a little off. I'm not. I'm. This is where I'm stopping. Right. I'm jumping overboard, and it, mm-hmm. I won't see land again. Y'all don't strip me from my home. Like literally, black people in this country have a history of deciding their fates and their bodily autonomy. You think they're stopped because of a of of, of a pregnancy? Right. And. Uh, deciding what you want to do with a pregnancy did not start with Margaret Singer. That's where y'all got the game. <laughs> That's where up. you got the game. The whole twisted. idea around ending a pregnancy or continuing a pregnancy did not come to us through Margaret Singer. She was not the great white hope of um, reproductive decisions. Black women have been mixing shit up, counting stars and cards and everything the fuck else. Midwives, Do you think people doulas. who don't have a history of abuse um, during enslavement and rape haven't figured out how to end a pregnancy that they don't want? Come on, y'all. We were literally mapping out the stars to get to freedom. Bitch. Just for freedom. And I'll also add that of course You time, think our great great grandmothers don't know a herb blend to end a damn pregnancy? Girl, cut it. And this is why liberal media or whatever they're calling it, places where this conversation happened was on The View, which then the t- view. Tommy Lawrence said that shit on The View, and then it came out that she was going to be fired from the blaze, and then this is why y'all must look alive around your platforms. Because literally, Tommy Lauren is able to come onto a platform like The View, because she knows her audience. 
yeah, of course she can sit here as a conservative superstar and say that she's pro-choice and that be like, y'all just clap it up because there's so many people who are watching that show because we have not held white women accountable in the ways that they need to be held accountable, who of course can hate niggas and want access to abortion, like you just so brilliantly laid out. So, The View also, we need to tweet them or something and say, you too need to follow in the steps of like a Charlemagne um, and other folks. Well, Charlemagne really the only one who did it, goddamn. <laughs> and you need to have a perspective from fucking black feminists. You need instead to of. instead of Tommy Lauren, because if your viewers cannot walk away thinking that she is what reproductive health rights and justice looks like, because it's not true. It's not true, and not to mention the view. This is tired. Like this whole featuring a conservative white woman to just be hateful with a smile as she sips her coffee just is tired. And just to be clear, legitimizing Tommy, Tommy literally gets what she needs and she gets another clip for her press kit. Always. So that her resume. Here's how many times you were mentioned this week. At the age of 24, Tommy. Like, she don't need to blaze at this point. Viacom to make sure she done made her round. Girl, and the blaze is only online. Do y'all think Tommy Lauren ain't shooting for that TV spot? Come on. In an age where Issa Rae can go from the YouTube to the HBO. Cardi B was literally just talking shit on the forward-facing camera on her iPhone and now being Mary Jane in that fashion week. And two wonderful mixtapes. Wonderful. Jams. Lick is my song of this week, (laughs) personally. It's lit. So anyway, some stuff we actually care about. Yes! My (laughs) favorite part. Goddamn! So yes, white people get some self-control about y'all please y'all 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 i'm just saying y'all can't hand us over without handing yourselves over too every time every time y'all on this same planet about to blow up when china and (laughs) russia come over here and get our asses so you might as well look alive with us i mean get you a little safety pin box learn a little something do the task we ain't got time for that. We need y'all to fall <laughs> the entire fuck back. Yeah. Especially y'all folks who are leading, quote unquote, this resistance. Girl. Um, on television. Just just let somebody else handle it. Stop asking. And and I also blame the white media. Let's call it that. The white media. Yeah, let's call it that. The white media. Sherma Amanda, what she thought about trans women. Like <laughs> should be mad at the white interviewer <laughs> who the fuck like yeah we'll get to Cherm Amanda like that's totally <laughs> happening but let's not forget that a white woman <laughs> asked a, a white cis woman asked a whole ass black cis woman well, what, what are your thoughts about what are your thoughts on trans women <laughs> and like a fool Cherm Amanda answered she got caught up bro. because she is so arrogant in her brilliance she's arrogant as fucking her brilliance which that's a great way to put it jasmine sorry i'm like pausing on that (laughs) because that's exactly what how i would like to also describe what chimamanda is going through girl you so fucking smart you You forget you stupid (laughs) you don't 
about nothing. You don't know nothing. My grandma used to tell me that shit. I didn't know what she meant, but oh, now baby, don't I know? Don't I know? The first time I had the <laughs> honor and the privilege to be dragged in a trans black woman's presence, I came out as a better woman. Do you understand? I came out knowing a little bit more about myself. And the second the internet decided to put their finger on you <laughs> to tell you what you did wrong. You doubled down. You doubled the fuck down Girl, instead what? of listening to the blessing that was falling on your lap. Because we heard you on Beyonce's album. Girl. We bumped the fuck out of Flawless. We were rooting for you. Now I'm mad at you because you messing with Beyonce's legacy. Now she don't met- play that. And her sister just said... Oh, we gonna get there too. She's a black feminist. Proud, she said. I am a proud black feminist and womanist for you, hoteps who are looking for a way out of this. So here you are, a black woman on this iconic album that has literally changed the day of the week albums come out. Because Beyonce shifted it from Tuesday to Friday. You niggas that remember when Usher sold a million in a week, remember. Now you gotta sell a million the weekend, bitch. <laughs> Remember, <laughs> you gotta catch the people on the day off. Out on Tuesday, you watch TRL on Tuesdays because motherfuckers was lined up at the record store downstairs for the new new. In sync, all of them. She in a weekend after Scandal went off on Thursday night, released an album without a single drop of advertisement. Not a drop. And the gag is, y'all, we need to be open about how much we just do not know about the women we are sharing space with. That's the thing that really clicked in my mind when I um, first heard, like, Janet Mock speak, when I first... Honestly, before... This is going to sound ridiculous to say, but before... So I'm a part of a group called Echoing Ida. Mm -hmm. And before Raquel Willis and the black trans women who are a part of that group... And meeting and getting to know and love Elle Hearns, who works with Black Lives Matter, I could not hold a conversation with Black trans women because I did not know what to talk about. Mm. Because it was just so foreign to me, so unfamiliar, similar to when I came to my college campus and my sweet mate was a lesbian. Because I have been literally taught to hate these people from a distance. Even at the point where I would have met like a Raquel Willis or what have you, I wasn't taught to hate them, but I certainly wasn't taught how to be the most useful. Yeah. And I just want to add like, and that's not my experience because one of my best friends, like trans women have been in and out of my life. That's awesome. For, I don't know how long, but the thing is the difference between this moment and my past selves were no one really talked about it. You just... Nothing. And then there was all this stigma and shame or like people would... I I think back on the things that were said in my presence by cis people who did female impersonation. And of course, like, if they aren't femme enough, Mm -hmm. like how much stigma and shame is associated with even the process of transitioning. So... I came into this space, so I'm coming into this space knowing that I have been in space, have shared space community with trans women, but it wasn't until probably 10 years, now we're we're talking like 10 years later, I'm Mm -hmm. 29 now, where like we're in a moment where we are literally defining womanhood 
in a way that's expansive and like allows us to be fuller women right ourselves right but instead of stepping into the opportunity and the blessing and i'm so glad you called it a blessing folks like charmamanda <laughs> and like and what are you fighting for well what is it what is what your you aim have, what's your aim what are you holding on to 20 years from now how would that how would this how does this particular sound bite move us in the next 20 years right honestly if, because that is what you also need to think about as a thought leader and an intellectual but i've read so much of chimamanda's work and been moved and touched by it and it's also just such an eye-opening moment to know that we are still, we still have so much work to do. We still need to be molded in a different kind of way and that we are still really in our infancy of representation, not just only in media, but even in who our movements work who for. Who we are. And who we are. Just general. And what I know and what I, the thing that Chimamanda is just missing is that you are literally at a crux where you can learn something more about yourself even Mm. because what I know like the conversations that I have been blessed to have with trans women has opened up to me why I always felt confined by femininity Mm. um, has allowed me to express my gender in different ways other than what people see as you know woman enough or girl enough as a kid I used to feel like such an outsider because I would, I just vacillate between being, you know, whatever we, whatever ideas we have about femininity to being very masculine or independent. But it's also because I literally grew up in a household of women. There was no men in women's roles. We had to do everything. Even the things we classify as butch or stud or all these things are constructs. And I think what trans women are continuously showing us is, and we were talking about this earlier, the power of naming yourself for yourself and living in that truth. Mm. That third part, because a lot of us think we know who we are and we're diving into who we know we are. But the ones who actually take the step forward to live in that truth, those are the leaders. Those are the heroes. Those are the ones who are going to get us free because they're deciding regardless of what reality we are in right now, I am choosing to see myself in the future and to be that person right now. No matter what. No matter fucking what. Because y'all been doing this murdering thing for a while Y'all are killing us and I'm still here. I'm still here. And the connection to that is... Because cis black women, especially cis black women who are out here being themselves, who attend ATL orgies for pay, girl, because we're sec- we're talking about sex workers right now, are also being murdered in cold blood. Period. Their Johns are leaving them for dead in the most grotesque ways possible. Black women who tell men no. no. Who they are dating, who are the parents of their children, are being shot in the middle of a sidewalk. We're talking about women being tied to benches as they get whipped. 
by their partners and their friends. Firing Weird. warning shots and that's to protect themselves the, and their kids. They aren't even sex workers. So if that's happening to the good wives and girlfriends and the good patrons of the happy hour, the local happy hour, imagine what's happening to women who are actively engaging in transactional sex right. with toxic ass motherfuckers. And in a time where it's criminalized, and if you are raped, to report it is literally signing yourself up for an arrest as well. Right. Let's really... What, again, Chimamanda, who are you fighting for? What do you represent? People are like, she's canceled. And I understand. Cancel who you need to cancel in order to live your best and healthiest life. And... I want cis black women to know that if you feel this way, if this is where your thought process is, I assure you that going beyond that scope of understanding will not only create less harmful and dangerous conditions for trans women, but it will free and liberate you as well. Mm -hmm. This is not a trickle. Organizing is never trickle down. It is trickle up. When we center the most marginalized, we all get free. And do. And also, not everybody got to be defined as women to be accepted. Girl. So, trans folks need to be able to define themselves for themselves. And generally, the public needs to understand that gender expression doesn't have to fall into two fucking categories. So, white woman that's asking basic ass questions... Do your homework. Bring a trans woman in here and ask her that. How about that? How about that? What agenda did you have that day is my question. Because as a person that's dabbling in journalism who asks questions now on this here podcast when people decide to grace this mic with us, I know the questions that I'm asking is moving us toward liberation. Are yours? Are yours moving towards resistance right now? Because that's what we need. Anyway, person who is doing their journalistic duties and giving us things that will literally shape our present black and our gods. futures. We're now in Black Women the Gods. Shout out to Black oh. Women the Gods. We need to like Black Women the Gods. go straight Dorinda Clark Cole on you hoes okay y'all listen this this has moved me so much I literally read about this at probably eight <laughs> o'clock in the morning because I am one of those people who starts my day off on the iPhone mm-hmm. I can't that's what I do Wait. that's how I decide whether or not I want to deal with you hoes this day <laughs> what else is going on in the news but Solange posted a screen grab from her upcoming article in Bust Magazine yay which drops on March 28th who's it by? it is by uh-huh. Jamia Wilson, Wilson. <laughs> and let me tell you when I first saw it I didn't even know it was by Jamia and it just I could cry being like I, I felt like when Same. I was communicating this to her like I couldn't get across in 140 characters but it's an honor and a privilege because the second I saw Solange's words I'm like this is an iconic interview that we need for Solange to lead with I am a proud black feminist and womanist and womanist 
And Jamia literally falls up, follows up with Alice Walker in Search of Our Mother's Garden, um, Brittany Cooper's work, The Crunk Feminist Collective. Solange, this is why I love her. First off, she's a teen mother, and she unapologetically talks about that. Mm-hmm. Additionally, it's been in the music videos. It's been in the music videos. I mean, just she's always ahead of. She's always ten steps ahead of wherever media she is. She is the way. She's the fucking way. She's the vibe. She's the vibe. So she describes herself one as being a teen mom, and we know how we treat teen moms. Mm-hmm. Additionally, she says in the interview, "I am a high school educated woman." No stigma, <laughs> no shame. <laughs> and she talks about the work that online black feminists are doing to educate people who will never step foot on a college campus. Let's connect the dots, shall we? Please in, do. In commonalities we've heard. So we remember that Beyonce was online searching feminism when she was found she not? Chermamanda, right? Yes. Do people not make fun of Beyonce for just being high school educated? In fact, people make fun of Beyonce only having, what, an eighth grade education? Yeah. Her and her sister are out here tracking black feminisms through the Twitters. Is that what you're telling me? On the secret Snapchat page, they sharing... <laughs> Lit ass. Girl, I'm just looking at you. Try. I'm waiting for a lie to come across your lips. Ava DuVernay articles across. And this is the thing of even going back to why we have the petty black feminist shirt. Mm-hmm. When we have people who literally boast themselves up being college educated, being real journalists and giving the black news and all this other shit. How are y'all missing the shit around black feminism and black women literally writing our autonomy, not only in the academy, but also through online social platforms so that we might capture more black women? For Solange to come out and say, I am a a, black feminist. I am a black feminist. I am a revolutionary. I am a revolutionary. (laughs) It's just... And the joy I felt when Jamia said that she wrote... like. She's literally training black women how to use social media. That's how I know her. I went to one of her her. trainings. Yep. And to see her literally transition. Transition. To interviewing Solange, the woman who has literally won a Grammy. Yeah. Has had this breakthrough ass year. Only person on record beating Jay-Z's ass. Oh, and just iconic. That's fun. In the fashions. She literally brought back box braids back in 2011, just single-handedly. We still wearing them. Girl. Can't let them go. Literally making the most hated group of black people on the internet Mm -hmm. the fucking wave. Mm Mm-hmm. Y'all hate black black feminists. feminists. (laughs) So much so that BET, when they reported on this uh, article, they literally highlight that Solange looked like how she been looking. She's decided to go to go with a minimalist look with natural hair. This has been the aesthetic for how long now? At least since 2012, I can tell you that. Solange been bopping around here in a mascara and a lip gloss for at least. <laughs> Telling y'all how it's done for a grizzip. But bobbing yeah. in uh third ward strip malls in the video is just living her best life. What I will encourage you all to do is to go to Bust mm-hmm. and look at the sneak preview. Again, 
Love on Jamia Wilson. Um, she wrote the article that will be coming out. And then I can't wait to hand over my coins for this for this piece. I can't. And congratulations to the online black feminists, especially the petty ones, who are writing our history. Jamia, you're writing our history, and I am so grateful. As magical as we believe Solange to be, we also know that she is not a unicorn, and there are a lot of black women who are just like her, who are pushing her, who are even more aware of the the reality that black women are currently living in, and they too need platforms. Mm-hmm. So shout out to that. Yep. And apparently there's a new study... Upon which not only are we amazing, but black millennials. (laughs) We believe in ourselves. Are the most optimistic about the future in the face of racial oppression. (laughs) Niggas is out here polling as, yeah, I I still feel really good about the future. I mean, we ain't got no uh, environmental protection. Uh, We're being killed by the police. Uh, but you know Beyonce's having twins, so goddamn. <laughs> so goddamn, I feel good. I feel good. Barack <laughs> Obama is happy. I'm not satisfied with the here and now, Girl. the by and by. So pretty much, according to this study. Yes, Jasmine, tell us about this study. So this was ran on the Huffington Post, Black Voices. The name of the article: Black Millennials Most Optimistic About Future and Face of Racial Oppression Study. It pretty much states that what we already knew, we aren't saying Black Lives Matter because we believe that there's a desolate future in front of us, that we see bleak and terror. We also are talking about Black futures. At We're the hopeful. same damn time. We At are the same damn time. And we talk about Black Lives Matter because we have been given the generational birthright to talk about the future. That's what our ancestors did. That's what their ancestors have done. It's literally the history of African Americans on this particular continent. Now, we can get into Africans on other continents Mm -hmm. doing the same stuff. (laughs) Just everybody is is organizing and sharing, making sure that their generations... Are safe. So anyway, black people are still looking forward to when Jesus gonna return. I mean, (laughs) this study makes it feels like Barack Obama's entire 2008 campaign. Black people are less likely to be satisfied with their lives currently. um, Unlike Asian and white millennials, Um, but they (laughs) beat everyone in terms of their hope for the future. And That's specifically, crazy. white people ain't feeling too optimistic about the future like black people are. As you shouldn't. As you shouldn't. <laughs> because I'm a little afraid when y'all get a little hope in your eyes. Things tend to get destroyed yeah, when you, you get start hopeful. setting cars on fire and... You, you get in office and start talking about, you know... <laughs> you can't sleep next to China. Ban Muslims. Uh, <laughs> y'all are awful. Y'all start repressing people's health care. Like, yeah, y'all can get some credit to something. Y'all literally think your best time was in the past, which is why a whole president ran on making America great again. And it just makes you realize <laughs> that in an age where black people are still saying I'm hopeful for the future, it, it's intriguing to me that white people are not inspired by that simple concept. 
We still want to be here with y'all for we, some reason. For whatever. I don't know if we want to be here with y'all, but we want to do something. We think it could work. We think it could work. Like, <laughs> at the very least, we think it could At the very least, out. we feel like We have to break up like, we can be friends. Y'all are violating your own protection. Hello. And we just want to point that out because you... In, in trying to suppress my life and viability and livelihood, you are also making it hard for yourself. A new study is also saying that white middle-aged people ain't making it. Like literally, <laughs> their, their suicide <laughs> their suicide rates are high. The as stress fuck. of They're being white. Like, I got to go. Meanwhile, <laughs> black people are like, "Yeah, we can make it to 2020. I can do that." The guilt. Yeah, yeah, holding on. Of your y'all literally writing letters to Trump like, "Dog, you can't be serious." <laughs> But like you said, I thought when you said that the Muslims had to go and the wall had to go up, I thought you was going to let me at least keep my insurance. <laughs> I thought you was just going to take the niggas. I thought insurance. repealing the Obamacare meant all the niggas wouldn't have. I thought repeal the niggas. I thought repealing replaces we was going to kick them off and kick, <laughs> keep me. So you saying I got to go too? Oh, and... And I have I have to pick from the same schools they pick from. Okay, all right. I'm sorry, Mr. Trump. Um, call me. (laughs) Call me. You said you wouldn't do this. You made no real promises to us. You were a dick the entire time. But I just thought that I would be there with you. Welcome. We black people can teach y'all how to be aspirational in a time like this a motherfucker. <laughs> so that's why even more reason why y'all need to you know fall back because y'all don't even know how to be inspired in a moment you, like this you, you have know, a lot to learn the second we start to do studies like this and that that scale tips down that's when y'all should be really afraid <laughs> because what i know about niggas is we also petty and if we gotta go somebody going with us afro pessimism is also a real concept because listen and uh, while there's plenty of us that's here for black futures, Some please of us don't let us fuck around and find out ain't no hope because we know all your secrets and, <laughs> you know, that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> once Jasmine stops caring about her twerk videos going up, <laughs> like once that reckless abandon exists, what will my reckless abandonment look like? It actually will be worse than that. I'm just trying to keep it PG. Okay, got it. Because, you know, the feds. The feds. And yes. hoes is watching. <laughs> is laughing. The hoes. The audience is a bunch of hoes. <laughs> the audience is That's a bunch what I know of for sure. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, wh- what makes me feel hopeful is I read this week that New Zealand. This shit is crazy, y'all. River was granted the same legal rights as a human being after 140 years of negotiation. They've been or- organizing for 140 years to get special human protections over a body of water in New Zealand that they refer to as their kin. The river is their ancestor. That's blood. That's gang, that gang. That's gang, fam. Gang, fam. Meanwhile, the river done been here generations, done seen more folks and creatures and creations that you can't even imagine. They was like, prove it. 
Tell me that's not a living, breathing thing. Tell me that ain't a living, breathing thing, bruh. It didn't outlast me and a couple of my family members, and I'm still A couple, 140 years, unless Pharrell is in your bloodline. (laughs) Nobody, nobody made it. That rumor is Otis Cicely Tyson, bitch. (laughs) Older. (laughs) It's all Cicely Tyson birth. A few times. Oh, yeah, that's what me said. I know Miss Tyson. <laughs> Listen, yeah, her mama brought her past here when she gave birth. I was about a teenager around that time. <laughs> <laughs> the New Zealand River, like, yeah, I think it was good. But what makes me so hopeful about this 140 years? <laughs> I can't get over it. Literally, generations of people have been organizing to protect this body of water. Got the message and kept the fight going. So that brings me to remind you all that the Emancipation Proclamation only happened 152 years ago. Perspective. Think about that. And how we are hopeful because we know that there are generations who are going to pick up the baton of Black Lives Matter, mm-hmm. of BYP 100. Like, of course, we we gonna, we gonna turn up. Like, yeah. we ain't done. We far from done. As much as we decide not to have babies, we decide to have them too. But then if you think about 152 years since emancipation, we have to remember that this is emancipation was a critical step and an even longer journey since the moment these folks were stolen on the banks of West Africa. So we're talking about centuries, mm-hmm. even before they were a part of a military strategy to demobilize the South yep. over a war about slavery. Mm-hmm. I also <laughs> think about, so I work with young organizers and I think about how many of them come to the work in college, just like I did and how they can get really discouraged sometimes. And that's a conversation that a lot of um, my youth activists ask me to like talk them through is, well, we're doing this and we lost and it doesn't seem like anyone's changing or shifting. And I always try to remind them about the long game, about why it's so important to build other organizers, that if you are a senior reaching back to freshmen, being at orientation when new people are coming in to tell them about what you're working on, because the fight has to continue even when you're not there and you elevate in what role you take on in the fight. So I think this is hella inspiring. The fact that when I think about my niece, Hannah, it is critical that I teach her about what is going on right now mm-hmm. because we'll need her. Hopefully we won't need her to work as hard and we won't need her to do as much. But the fact her that these people, will be different. her role will definitely be different. And I think that's what black people going back to the hopeful thing. That's what we're great at is that if we have these fights, we're definitely going to pass on a lighter load to y'all. Or a different load. I don't know if it's lighter. I don't know. I can't judge the heaviness. All I know is at least the load is evolving. Mm-hmm. And in some ways, in We're the ways that Twitter it now isn't, instead of counting stars and following the moss on the tree. You hear me? And hard. like, not to mention, 
it just goes back to the importance of why we need to be online or why it's important for us to create platforms because it is critical that we generate organizers who are more than organizers in their job titles. Come on. Like that we, shit is absurd. You're telling me the only people who are fighting for liberation must be on the payroll? Wear blue vests and go chase ambulances. Come, girl, don't even you know listen. <laughs> I don't know who that is. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> the reason why Amber and I are on here week and week out is because we can't do this by ourselves. Organizers who call themselves organizers, not just in life, but in title. Like, yeah. it's their jobs. They ain't making it. Yeah. And this, and this is what happens when organizing becomes professionalized. But this is our love letter to y'all. We're going to get y'all no matter what. This is for the 16-year-olds in Columbus, Ohio, the 14-year-olds in Mississippi. This is because we literally want to organize ourselves out of a job. And we're going to do it come hell or high water. Yes, indeed. Even if it means recording at 11 p.m. at night after putting in a full day's of work. Mm-hmm. And then some. With work to do after. Girl. And I just also want to say... That a river in the world that we currently live in has been given the full rights as a human being. Girl. We also live in a world where the people of Flint's water is brown and the people of Detroit's water is being shut off as their state sits by a fresh water source. Mm. So while that is aspirational, we have to remember New Zealand because it's possible they keep telling us that we don't need uh, agencies like the Environmental Protection Agency. Or water agency. protectors. Or we don't need wildlife protection. Or we don't like, or corporations are people. And the reality is, no, we are being told that the things that sustain us don't matter or are less important than a new fighter jet. Yeah. That makes no sense. Or a new building. Or... A condo. Like, people in New Zealand are like, listen, our environment is so important to us. We want to classify as a human being. While y'all are literally, the only thing y'all want to classify as human beings are fetuses to make a woman less of a human being. Like, god damn. Like, god damn. What? And, but while it makes you mad, like, we can do it too. We can do this too. My God. It only took 140 years. What What's 140 years to some motherfuckers that's been here that's going to be here and that ain't, that ain't going nowhere? Girl. They keep trying. Niggas keep waking A up. A history of y'all just keep trying. They didn't know we were seeds, nigga. <laughs> I'm awesome, bitch. I'm coming through the cracks. What's up? They done fucked around and told us how to do a podcast. <laughs> Girl. Get a mic. Get a mic. Get you some motherfucking Wi-Fi. You too can change the world, goddamn. So, <laughs> we got some special announcements. Special announcements. So, that wraps so. up Black Women, Black People to Gods. Thank black you. Wi- I'm going to write a gospel song for that. I think everyone has seen the buzzings that are happening around here. The buzzings? Um, the buzzings. Like, things are swarming. Like things I need to talk, post this on my social happening. media. The Black Joy Mixtape. Y'all have asked for it. We're here to bring it. Amen. 
the Black Joy Mixtape will be hosting the River Kings Tour, the DC Stop. Mark your calendars, April 17th, 9 p.m. at the Smith Public Trust. That's a Monday, y'all. The River Kings with Alfred Banks, Marco Pave, as well as a host of DMV rap artists will be there. Including us. With your girl. <laughs> the Black Joy Mixtape hosting, serving, twerks, laughs, hopefully drink specials. I don't know. I'm going to be drinking special. I know, <laughs> I know that much. <laughs> Come so, buy us a drink. Who will be the first motherfucker to buy us a drink? Who? Who? Step up to the plate. The ticket is only ten dollars. The ticket is only ten dollars, huh? And I feel like the following day, April eighteenth, is a wonderful day for a call in Black Day. I certainly am investing in that. I feel like just market calendars now to request the eighteenth off because on Monday, April seventeenth, nine p.m. You're going to be with the homies. You'll be with the high priestess of black joy and the king of the south turning up at the River Kings tour, D.C. leg. You can get your tickets at bit.ly, B-I-T-L-Y dot com slash all lowercase River Kings with D.C. capitalized. Again, bit.ly dot com slash River Kings D.C. Make sure you capitalize D.C. or the link won't work. But, you know, visit the social and you'll find it there as well. There is a graphic. It's so great. Thank you, Chubbs. <laughs> Proceeds from this tour is going to one of the homie organizations, yes. RJ. Sister Reach in Memphis, Tennessee. Yeah. Who does reproductive justice work in the greater Memphis area. Which is also ran by Cherise Scott. Not only is she a magical black woman, of course, holding multiple hats that include, but are not limited to, (laughs) being a mother, running a reproductive justice organization, as well as her her voice. Soul singer. She's a soul singer who literally sounds like butter. A sister. With cinnamon on top. Followed up by the fact that she gave one of the greatest clapbacks to Nick Cannon I have ever witnessed on Facebook Live. Please. So, and what will happen is a glorious fucking turn up. It sure will. And it could be a prerequisite to the first live show. Ooh. So that might be. Pay attention just, now. Pay attention now. Y'all, y'all, is y'all gonna look alive and come with us or no? Just do you think we ain't getting y'all ready for some dope hot fire shit? Use the hashtag to let us know where you wanna see Black Joe at mixtape. Power <laughs> theater. <laughs> You know, what city should should Black Joy Mixtape come in? Let us we know. We done told you. Talk to your people with money. Your, whether that's your student, Hello. programming department, somewhere, you know. Be the first. Be, be, the, first. be the icons to see Black Joy Mixtape live. Because we will be at Smith Public Trust. We also have another announcement, but I don't know if we can announce it yet. Cause How I, about this? Oh. Black Joy Mixtape will be back. In New York City, the week of April 4th. That's all we're going to say. So. And you might be able to see us. And you might be able to come see us. So, New York City, 
you might want to start looking alive. We might have some giveaways or something for you to see us. That's all I'm going to say. You know, Lie. I can't say a lot because, you know, you don't want to catch a bitch lying. But. You know, just want to make sure we got to solidify a couple details. But make, but just so you know, we've been looking out for y'all. We planning for y'all. Yes. I'm just saying, I can't wait to the day right now. I, this flyer we have, like it says words that we're hosting. I can't wait until I get one of those uh, damn photoshopped ass flyers where I'm in like some <laughs> fitted or a crop top or something looking like the bad bitch I am with yes, Amber. Yes. <laughs> like, hosting live at KOD. <laughs> the Blitz <Black> Nightclub. <laughs> Blitz. The Black Joy Mixtape. <laughs> and like literally the radio commercial got like uh Rich boy selling crack. You never saw him before <laughs> in a club. It's the Black Joy mixtape. All ladies in before twelve thirty. Bricks. Sneakers are not allowed. All white bricks. Grown and sexy. Finally, you put my love on top. Black Joy mixtape. <laughs> Live. <laughs> they just be switching songs and shit all quick. <laughs> And then it goes to a dirty wine. Yes. <laughs> I'm excited. Plus, I, um, so Marco Pave is also the nicest person I've ever talked to True. on speakerphone before. And I'm so excited about this. His partner is Zandria Rose. I am in love with them. PhD. They're amazing. Are and we? <laughs> if you ain't read This Ain't Chicago, you should. Yes, because it's y'all weird. notice how I gave Marco Pave a compliment, and Jasmine is like, and his partner. <laughs> because Marco, even though he's a rapper, also knows has taken the statement approach and recognizes <laughs> that Zandria D. Robinson, girl, I ain't fucking with it. It's great. It's the fire. This, that, and next, future, past time. In their wedding video, when he literally goes. Just, I like everything about her. She magic. She magic. I'm like, <laughs> ship me one, please. I'll pay overnight delivery. <laughs> I just want to be worshipped. Y'all just search. <laughs> she magic. We ain't even talking about the music. Look, we on the show because this nigga here done proved himself a stand-up nigga. I've also been drinking this entire show. <laughs> I feel like it's going to be my new recording ritual is Jasmine is literally going to remain more and more sober as I am now. <laughs> I'm on another round, bitch. I don't know about you. Guys. Meanwhile, I'm drier than a motherfucker. <laughs> Just like, well, back to these headlines. So Jasmine, what is your wish for black futures this week? Man, my... Considering New Zealand out here. That's what I'm thinking about. (laughs) That changed your shit, don't it? Bruh, like, that gave me new life. I mean, just, I'm impressed. And why it's so important for us to just constantly look for the silver lining, even when it's out. It's it's stressed to me the importance of looking outside of America. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, like, while I know this and I do this work and all this other stuff, like, we got to hear stuff like this so we can change or think about 
more context when we say remind you that Flint doesn't have clean water. And, and stay the course. In the same world that a river has the same rights as a human being. Like that happened to you during your week. Yeah. Can you imagine if they only fought to clean up the river? Bruh. Brilliant. We can we They're can, like, you know what, let's make it a person. Let's make it a person. <laughs> how will we treat a person? And like it also makes you think about well, how do we treat people here versus how do they treat people in New Zealand? Like I have more questions. Yes. My hope for black futures is we continue to be as steady as those folks mm. or have or as steady as we have been in the quest for liberation. And just remember that we haven't we have formally only been free less than 150 years. We I think we're doing pretty good, y'all. Let's just stay the course. We yeah. got it. We can do this. We can be the wildest dreams of our ancestors. And yes, I'm one of those millennials in that survey that might not be satisfied with the conditions of today, but ooh, when I think about the future, I feel mighty. Mm. Yes. My hope for Black Futures is that 20 years from now, when Hannah is looking at 24 graduating college, that our understanding of gender is completely beyond a binary of just men and women. Mm. That's what I hope. Well, you ain't got to hope too far because she can know that now. She could know that now. Mm-hmm. I want her to not be seen as a distraction or as disturbing her class when she says that shit out loud in her biology class. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. Mm-hmm. I want someone to understand the context for which my niece will be coming from when she calls all when she calls bullshit on all of this. Mm-hmm. That she's not learning the same history that I'm learning. Send a shout outs. Uh send your shout outs, your love to your friends at the Black Joy Mixtape at gmail.com. You can find me on social media if you're looking for me at Jazz On Your Mind, J-A-Z-O-N-Y-A-M-I-N-E. Y'all already find me. It's live, it's lit. Y'all hear all my stories. I am really trying my best with Instagram stories, y'all. I'm giving y'all good content up there, okay? Goddamn. <laughs> Anyway, we aren't on Instagram story like that. Yes, we are. It's only because Instagram is still like picture perfect perfection all the time. Like it's yeah. annoying, but I'm gonna fix it. Instagram it, is too connected to Facebook. It is. Which now you can do an Insta Snap story on Facebook Messenger too. Yeah, I. Who's sitting on that shit all day? Your mama. Yep, you are exactly right. And that's why niggas is on Snapchat. That's right. Okay. <laughs> perspective um you can find me on social media i'm amber j phillips across most platforms anyway (laughs) and don't forget to follow us at black joy mixtape on twitter where a lot of real shit happens on twitter as well as instagram uh, as well as instagram also follow underscore we are black on instagram and twitter um yeah follow everything y'all there's good content on all this stuff we're great this is amber j phillips the high priestess of black joy and this is jazz king of the south and you just listened to the, the black joy mixtape hey we did it amber i'm going get the money i'm going get the cake you can hate it if you're born to put your wishes got away and your bitch will be on break because you pay but you do not pay enough of them to
mouth, stuck in the lane, running in place, watching my pace, licking my back, and fucking your face. Money is mine, nigga on fire, you can keep bitches in chase. I'm poking the face, I'm pulling your card, my shit is an ace, my nigga I'm great, but I gotta eat, so I'm up in your plate. Memory card, so fucking full, I'm so out of space. But, but that shit that they be talking, nigga, fuck that shit that they be talking. Every day, I'ma go and get the money, I'ma.